We are going to energize the country. Stop Brexit. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Seamus and not sure this is a great idea. Order! Hello and welcome to the debated podcast. As always, I'm your host, Will, and I'm joined by my co-host Conrad. Hello. And in this episode, we are delighted to welcome Stefan Hogan-Radu, who is an activist for the SNP and has worked with um, several different charities, uh, including uh, Thai and um, uh, the Leaps uh, Sports uh, Initiative. Welcome to the podcast, Stefan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, So the first question uh, that I'd like to ask is... Um, what have your thoughts been on uh, the Scottish government's response to the current coronavirus pandemic? Yeah, I think it's been a very difficult one. Um, a, a lot of the the um, powers, although health is devolved to the Scottish Parliament, a lot of the emergency legislation, the emergency powers are held at Westminster. So considering the amount of powers that, that the Scottish government and Nicola Sturgeon actually have, I think they've handled this quite well. Um, I think a lot of people are actually heeding um, the calls from Nicola to stay inside and to only go out if it's absolutely essential. So um, do you think that the Scottish government have um, worked well with the UK government in this yeah, I think they have actually. I think obviously over the last few years uh, with Brexit, etc., I think that um, the Scottish government's been quite um, heavily ignored, especially um, with regards to Scotland voting remain and uh, England obviously voting leave. And I think that there was a lot of uh, chaos and a lot of breakdown between Westminster and the Scottish government um, because they weren't on the same page. However, I think that that has all been swept under the rug for the common good um, because both the Scottish government and the Westminster government want what's best for um, the Scottish people and that is to make sure that um, everybody is well and we see a decrease in cases and obviously the death rate um, in Scotland fall. Um, What do you think uh, will be the long-term social effects of um, the way that the pandemic is being uh, handled by the UK government and uh, the Scottish government? I think it's really hard to say because we're in such early stages. You can see what's happening in Italy at the minute with uh, social unrest starting to, to, to show its head. Um, obviously, it's just the minority, but you know, the, what the press, they're obviously going to, to focus on, on the minority, um, that, that's creating the havoc. But I, I think in Scotland, it's going to be very difficult to, to see until we actually know how long this is going to last. Some people, um, <laughs> Donald Trump, for instance, says that it's going to peak in two weeks and that's going to be over. And then you've got Boris Johnson with 12 weeks. Who who actually knows how long this is going to go on for? We could be looking at the coronavirus and COVID-19 raising its head every winter, just like the flu does, uh, for years to come until there's a, a good um, a plausible cure or, or vaccine. Um, I think that the people of the UK are already quite distant um, in our habits compared to a lot of European countries. Um, so you never know. I, I think that it's too early to tell at this stage, but um, I hope, if anything, we're going to be able to carry on um, and maybe just be a bit more um, 
a bit more interested in, in how we live our lives rather than just taking for granted the health of the nation. Now, um, coronavirus has delayed a lot of things. And one thing that looks like probably will be at least not happen this year is a second Scottish independence referendum. However, it's obviously still on the cards and you've got the Scottish Parliament elections coming up next year. Yeah. That could possibly provide a, a fresher mandate for this. Um, do you think that there will be a Scottish independence referendum in the next five years? Yes, I do. Um, I think it was the right call by the Scottish government to uh, postpone the legislation going through to, to have a second independence referendum. Um, as I said earlier, the, the health of the nation, the health of the people of this country, um, and of course the, the health of the, the people of the world is a lot more important um, at this point. We need to make sure that um, the people of Scotland's voices are heard. And I think I believe, and if you look at recent polls, uh, the SNP are on course for a, a majority in 2021, which is, again, not supposed to happen in the Scottish electoral system. So it's something that I'm very excited about as a, an SNP member and activist. Um, but I think that we're just going to have to um, see what happens um, over the next year with um, the coronavirus and the 2021 elections. And I am sure that the SNP and the Scottish Government are going to have a mandate to be able to call a second independent rep independence referendum when they decide it is appropriate, not when Westminster decides it's appropriate in the next five years. Um, how many people do you think have changed their mind about uh, Scottish independence? Because, of course, the last referendum uh, that we had back in uh, 2014 uh, resulted in Scotland remaining a part of the United Kingdom. If, if there has been a, a shift in public opinion, what do you think's caused it? Um, I think Brexit certainly had a huge um, shock factor to the people of Scotland. Um, for years, the SNP have been trying to highlight, um, and, and the Green Party as well, actually, have been trying to highlight the fact that Scotland is ignored on a lot of issues when it comes to um, when it when it comes to lawmaking, when it comes to decision making for the the United Kingdom as a whole. Um, and I think the fact that the, every single part of Scotland voted Remain and our voices were completely ignored. And I think a lot of that falls on the heads of um, the Tory, Tory government as well. Because if the Tory government, if David Cameron had come out after um, that referendum in um, 2014, for instance, and had said look, we need to make this country stronger, we need to work together, and we're going to uh, work with the Scottish people to make sure the Scottish people don't feel this way, then maybe some people wouldn't have changed their mind. However, what he did, he came out and started talking about evil, English votes for English laws, and he basically just ignored the, the result, even though that one and a half million people in Scotland voted yes. And then again in 2016, the people of Scotland voted to to remain in the EU, and that was completely ignored again. And I think this is, it was just two shocks um, to some people, two years apart, that's just been the final uh, nail in the coffin for the, the UK. And I firmly believe that Scotland will be independent in the next five years. Now, you mentioned Brexit as a possible um, reason for Scottish independence becoming more popular. But yeah. um, could you not argue that Brexit and Scottish independence are sort of a sort of similar kind of movement in the way that 
they are both sort of trying to sort of become independent, take more powers back to sort of a, a parliament mm. in one Scottish state for the Scottish Parliament and one it's the UK Parliament, but the, the, there is sort of a similar kind of take back control and, and, and in a similar way in the arguments made about Project Fear about the economic consequences. Um, do you think there is any parallels to be made there? Um, you could argue that. However, um, I strongly disagree. The, the Scottish independence movement is about outward looking, working with countries on an equal basis, whereas the, the Brexit vote was an uh, English nationalist vote for uh, people who want Britain to be great again, rule the seas, be an empire, control the, the Commonwealth. And that's not what the Scottish independence movement is about. It's, the Scottish independence movement is about positivity. It's about working with in, nations on an individual basis. Take the EU, for instance. The EU is wholly misinterpreted uh, by a lot of people and by, by the mainstream media as well. The EU uh, was 28 countries, now 27 countries, and each of those countries get one vote. It doesn't matter if you are Germany, who has the biggest population, or if you are um, Portugal, who has a very small population, or Ireland, for instance, who has a very similar population to Scotland. They all get one vote and they all get a veto. So nothing can be done if one of the 28 or 27 countries doesn't agree with it. Whereas within the UK... Two of the countries out of four voted to remain in the EU. Two of the countries, England and Wales, voted to leave the EU. Now, you could argue that that, that um, has, is, is completely um, unfair because Wales actually have a high English population. However, I would say that that is the biggest difference. Scotland didn't get a say. Northern Ireland didn't get a say. And it's all to do with what England wants, England gets. And uh, uh, that's not the way forward. If the UK worked more de democratically like the EU works, then it might be a different conversation and we probably wouldn't be sitting to here today having this conversation. Um, how do you think if Scotland were to become independent, it would work with the EU? Would it seek to join the EU? And if so, would it become a member of Schengen, the Euro? What, what, what do you think would happen? Uh, well, Nicola Sturgeon and the Scottish government and its SNP party policy that, um, as far as I'm aware, we would not join the euro, but we would have our own Scottish currency. Um, and Nicola has set that out um, numerous times on that position. Um, with regards to our relationship with the EU, um, it would completely depend. Obviously, Scotland has now been dragged out of the EU um, against our will. However, to go back in uh, after we are independent, um, I would wholeheartedly vote if there was a referendum to rejoin the EU, um, if it was put to a referendum, which um, I believe it would be. Um, however, that is that's something for the Scottish government um, once we are an independent nation. Now you mentioned a new Scottish currency. Um, now, um, obviously, the currency issue was a massive issue in the 2014. Um, referendum about whether um, Scotland would keep the pound. Um, is this is so? Is the position changed now that it would be a, a completely new currency? And how would that work with sort of trade with England, which obviously is still going to be a massive um, part of Scotland's economy? 
Yeah, so nobody, we're not shutting the border. We certainly would not want a, a border between Scotland and England. Um, I foresee the way that, that, that it would work is that the, the Scottish government would, would put forward plans to and, and have um, put forward plans to be able to create a new Scottish pound. Um, this would be um, pegged to the, the, the United Kingdom pound um, for a, a short period of time until it got off the ground. Um, however, after that, Scotland would be in a position to be able to trade with England, just like um, England and the rest of the UK trades with Europe. We don't have the same currency, but it doesn't mean we can't trade with each other. Um, just moving on to the um, Scottish Parliament elections next year. Um, you mentioned that the SNP is on course uh, to gain a majority, and that's what the polling suggests. Uh, what, apart from independence, do you think should be the main focus of uh, an SNP uh, majority government in the Scottish Parliament? Um, trying to end austerity. Um, unfortunately, a lot of those powers are still held at Westminster, um, but the, the Scottish Government have spent millions of pounds already um, since 2010 trying to mitigate some of the things like the bedroom tax, the rape clause. Um, but I think that would continue to be one of um, the key things for the Scottish Government, as well as um, the NHS and education. Now, um, in the Scottish Parliament elections, the polls so far show that the Scottish Conservatives would be second. Um, they've recently got a new leader, Jackson Carlaw. Um, how do you think he will compare to Ruth Davidson as a political opponent? Um, I... <laughs> I'll be democratic here. Um, I think that Ruth Davidson, um, despite having many, di or pretty much disagree with her on uh, most of her uh, political beliefs, was uh, one hell of a politician. Um, she was a very good politician, um, very good at arguing her case, very good at arguing her side. Um, not as, as good as Nicola Sturgeon in my eyes, but but very good nonetheless. I don't think Jackson Carlaw is going to be a strong voice. Um, for those um, people who support the Tory party. Um, and I believe that um, the Tory party deserves um, to make sure that the, they are an opposition. Uh, every government should be held to an opposition. That's the whole point in democracy, and that's how, how we work. So I hope that he is a good opposition leader, um, but I, I can... Uh, foresee him not being able to take on Nicola Sturgeon in the same way that Ruth Davidson was able to. Um, now, you mentioned uh, opposition parties and opposition leaders, and uh, next week we'll be finding out who the uh, next leader of the Labour Party uh, is. Um, yeah. What do you think will be the impact, regardless of who the leader is, what do you think the uh, impact will be of a new Labour leader on Scotland? Do you think it will... Um, create more support for the Labour Party in Scotland? Uh, I don't know. I think Labour are no longer relevant in Scotland. Um, the people that used to support the Labour Party in Scotland are now SNP supporters. Um, and I strongly believe that if the Labour Party came out and supported Scottish independence, um, then they would definitely see a, a rise in support um, from those who were perhaps... Uh, former members or former supporters. 
However, until the Labour Party can make sure that they are doing what's best for the people of Scotland, and that would be to support a second Scottish independence referendum, uh, I don't believe that a new leader at Westminster will make any difference at all. Um, you mentioned sort of the Labour policy supporting a Scottish independence referendum. Um, now, obviously, Jeremy Corbyn didn't support one but the last election he said that he wouldn't block one do you think that was didn't go far enough in um sort of appealing to those voters no uh, jeremy corbyn did exactly what jeremy corbyn does best um when he said that and it was completely sitting on the fence just like he did with the brexit um oh i'm not supporting remain oh i'm not supporting leave um, that's what lost him the general election um, and that is what will continue to lose him uh, and the Labour Party's support in Scotland. And now you mentioned the general election uh, there and of course there is a bit of a tension uh, between um, the uh, government, which of course is the Conservative Party who won a, a majority of the election, and um, the opposition in Scotland, because, of course, the SNP won uh, the majority of seats in Scotland. Um, what do you think will result from this tension wherein the uh, governing party have the majority of seats in uh, England, but not in um, Wales and Scotland? What, what do you think this will, will cause? Do you think it will provoke a, a move towards independence? Um, I think it will definitely provoke a move towards independence, and you've seen that in the polls already. Um, the SNP are now set for 70 seats in Holyrood, which is unprecedented. It would be a record amount of seats, uh, more than they got when they, they won the majority the last time, which, again, remember, was this is a system that's not supposed to have a majority. It's supposed to be able to create minority governments or, or um, coalition governments. So I think the Tory party, um, especially led by Boris Johnson, will continue to do what they do best, um, ignore Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland, um, unless they need Northern Ireland, of course, and give them billions, then of course they'll, they'll listen to the DUP. Um, however, apart from that, they will continue to ignore us. Um, they will continue to talk um, the talk about how much money that they're giving us. Um, however, they forget completely how much money um, and how much Scotland uh, and Wales and Northern Ireland have actually contributed to the United Kingdom and to London. Um, I love London. It's a fantastic city, but it is built on money from the rest of the United Kingdom and not from the people of, uh, that, that live anywhere near it. Um, and I, I feel like we are going to continue to be ignored and continue to be exploited like this um, until Scotland has a, a voice on the international stage, and that will be with independence. Now, um, SNP have um, got a good reputation for being a very united party. However, in sort of recent weeks, we've seen sort of a little bit of division in the SNP with um, over Alex Salmon's trial. He's been found not guilty. Um, of, of sort of um, sexual harassment charges, um, and there's sort of been a bit of a split between sort of likes of Joanna Cherry, who are sort of quite firmly support of Alex Salmond and readmitting him, and sort of Nicola Sturgeon, who's a bit more wary. What is your view on sort of this sort of split that's opening up? Do you think it could damage um, the SNP's chances, and which side do you sort of agree with them more? 
Um, I, I don't think that it'll damage the party. Um, no, I think that the SNP is a very, very united, strong party. Um, I've been involved with the youth wing of the, the SNP for a number of years now, and um, we are an extremely united um, party. Yes, everybody, there's going to be disagreements, and that is um, what democracy is. If you don't have dem um, disagreements, then democracy is not working. Um, with regards to to the Alex Salmon, um, there was a court case. Um, the, the the court case found him not guilty, um, and I believe that it'll be up to the parties, um, um, NEC uh, National Executive Committee, to uh, decide whether or not he is accepted back into the party. Um, and that's if he is even aiming to rejoin the party. I'm not aware that he is uh, requested to rejoin the party. Uh, we're coming up to the end of the podcast it's been um great to have you on uh, stefan and would be delighted to have you on again uh, some other time thank you it's been absolutely a pleasure to be here um thank you very much it's, it's been great speaking to you and i've got uh, one final uh, question uh, to ask you um we've obviously because of uh, the uh, coronavirus pandemic um people in the united kingdom have been um locked down for uh, a certain amount of time and have only been able to go out for uh, necessities and when they need to go to work and uh, for one time uh, a day for exercise. Uh, so what I'd like to ask you is, uh, once the uh, virus is hopefully resolved, and we all hope that that's uh, soon, uh, what's one thing uh, that you would really like to be able to do now that you aren't able to do because of the uh, sanctions that have been put, put in place? Um, yeah, well, I'm a key worker. I work in a pharmacy. Um, so I'm out, I'm having to go to work six days a week at the moment and working overtime to make sure everybody's got their medication. Uh, but the one thing that I really miss is just being able to go to Pizza Hut and have a big pizza. <laughs> I am a huge pizza fan and home pizza at home is just not the same. Um, I'm trying my best to, to not try and not think about it. So thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I, th I think it's... Um going out for a pizza is something that uh, I look forward to, to doing again and I think a, yeah. a lot of our listeners uh, will as well. Thank you once again for coming on. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I uh, hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Spotify and YouTube. If you'd like to send us a message, you can do at the Debated Podcast Twitter, uh, at Facebook, like us at Debated Podcast or email us at thedebatedpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you listen to the next one.